the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's victory at home today uh, against West Ham. 4-3. A seven-goal thriller, bruv. It was, mate. It was. It's a, a fantastic game, wasn't it? An odd game, I felt. Um, but I said to you, when was the last time we had a 4 3 win at home at Sellers? And you couldn't answer me, and you still can't answer me two hours later. So. And neither can you. So, you know, you, you don't ask questions, you don't know the answers, all right? He's <laughs> <laughs> got me there. So, we're in the Moon and Stars in Penge, a glorious setting in the sun, although the, uh, the sun is kind of. Uh, we're chasing the sun, aren't we, at the minute? Well, We've moved Penge twice. It's, it's hidden behind Sainz at the moment. But it's right, we've had a curry, had a few Guinnesses, so um, all is good in the world. Palace have won, three points, 40 points. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's the magic 40-point mark that Roy talked about when he uh, when he came in. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was a game that had everything, didn't it? There were, well, seven goals. There was attacking the flair from Palace. There were send, uh, sending off penalties, sorry. Yep. Should have been a sending off. It would have been a complete, uh, complete game. It would have been, mate. And a weird game, I said to you. I think, yeah. that, I think especially in the first half... West Ham were so were giving Palace so much space. I don't know if it was zonal marking or whatever they were doing, but the set pieces, but also in general play, Palace seemed to have a lot of room, I felt, um, when, when they were attacking, which obviously, you know, assisted the goals. Um, but we can't forget that within nine minutes, Palace did concede, went behind, um, which was a bit worrying, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Because it was, it was West Ham's first and only attack of the game that, that they score from. Previous to that, I think, prior to that, I think Palace were, were sort of um, the team in the ascendancy. We were definitely on top, yeah, in the first 10 minutes and then it was, uh, you know, it was a corner that became the game of three corners, three goals mm-hmm. for West Ham. Oh, sorry, they had more than three corners, but, you know, they scored three goals for three corners. Um, and actually, you know, it, it went completely against the run of playing the start that Palace had made. Uh, Michael Lise with not a, a better assist than I think he's, he got in the rest of the game, actually. But, um, yeah, it was kind of, it looked like it was a header. Is it the other end for us, wasn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, he, he, he headed it down, I think, and it just fell to the, the man. Suchek, I think. Suchek, uh, yeah. and, and he sort of lashed it home. Good finish, to be fair. But, yeah, um, but yeah it, was, it was one of the ones where we were nine minutes in. First sniff West Ham got, and you think, oh, hello, is this is what it's going to be? West Ham obviously need to win this game more than Palace. So you were, thought in, you were thinking, sort of, well, this is, this is going to be a story of it. But, you know, had it been five minutes afterwards, thanks to a, a, a great through ball from um, Ebrich Eze and a fantastic snapshot from Jordan Ayew, um, Palace are on level pegging. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, I think we should also say that we were lucky to be in there for both, either of those goals. Yes, that's, that's true. Because <laughs> actually, we got to the game pretty early today, planning to have a couple of beers in the, in the sun on the on the grass verge or the we, the weed mm. central bit outside the uh, the homestead. But you know, we need we well we managed a very quick Guinness before the game. But it, it was... I've never drunk a pint of Guinness quicker in my life. I was going to say it's pretty impressive. How we nicked that, but yeah, we we spent a good half an hour, maybe forty minutes in the queue and the rest. Yeah, it was clear there was there was a turnstile issue today. What there was it, it, across the stadium. Yeah, it was. It wasn't just um, Holmes though, and I think I was following it on Twitter, and everyone was sort of having the same frustrations. 
Um, it, it, clearly the whole thing just went down. But for some reason, people who still had paper tickets or, or the cards could still get in. Yeah. Um, well, I guess what, if, you, if you buy a ticket for the game, you might have a paper ticket because you print it off and you can, you can request a card, can't you, from the, from the game. The, I asked the lady next to us how long she'd waited and she said they had cards because um, they, they'd made a special request for cards. So, you know, it's not, probably not a, not a bad thing to ask for Palace fans. We might, we might do that next season. It's a backup, yeah. But, I mean, it, to be honest with you, I'm amazed it hasn't happened before now. Yeah. You know, not to that scale, anyway. I've, I've heard of problems, but not, not to that scale where everything no. went down. But it's so easy for a whole tech solution like that to go down and you do wonder what the backup plan is. Mm-hmm. Clearly, if there, there was, was a backup one. plan, well, clearly <laughs> if there was one, they didn't want well, to pull it up quickly. But, yeah, there's a tech resilience question there for Palace's ticketing solution I think the problem not, was, was not only the, the, the fact that you know, the ticketing, ticketing or turnstiles went down it was that the lack of the communication which was more frustrating the people were standing around not knowing what the hell was going on obviously people worked out that they weren't, the turnstiles weren't, weren't working but you know, I think it took us what half an hour before yeah. um, we had a tweet from Palace saying they were aware of an issue well also, also a tweet okay but there was, a, there was an announcement on the PA system wasn't there that you could not hear you could, A you couldn't hear but B was very sort of non-committal. We know there's a problem, and then think about five ten minutes later, it was the announcement that the game was going to be postponed by fifteen minutes, which everyone was expecting and kind of hoping for. You know, I'm not quite sure what meant that the floodgates opened, that meant that so many people were able to get in because we were very lucky getting there so early. We were lucky. We were kind of, you know, in a relative position in the queue. But like, for example, like people were a bit miles behind us, but also the Arthur Wake queue did not move one bit. In the time that we waited in that queue, not, not there was really much of a queue, bruv, because it was a bit of a free fall at the end. I think. Well, but, yeah. yeah, I think people saw gates starting to open yeah. and things started to move, and they kind of hoping to get in before kickoff. But yeah, I mean, we made it in sort of five minutes before kickoff, and I think we were both expecting it to be delayed another another fifteen mm. minutes, but they didn't. And um, there were enough fans in by the point of kickoff, weren't there? That it wasn't, uh, you know, an empty cellar, but it was a strange situation to experience. But I think the fact that it was on BT as well probably yeah, aided probably. that that decision because BT aren't gonna, you know, they've got a, a, a period of time they've set aside for this game, which probably meant that their post match, obviously I've not seen it, but their post match analysis probably cut short. Um, they've probably done it alongside their coverage of the live games, haven't they? You know, they do yeah. their sort of yeah, football, yeah, they're yeah. not football Maybe. focus, but they do their sort of live thing like Sky Sports News do don't they talking about the, the games live yeah I think you're right bro. I think there's probably definitely a limit of that there um, but yeah one for Palace to look at there and it was a shame that it had such an impact because it was an early kickoff. Um, I guess a lot of people would have got there with the sun being out to have a drink yep. so yep. Palace had lost some revenue yeah, today definitely. that's for sure yeah. that's a few uh, a few days of Wilf's new contract that they uh, are going to have to find money for us well. but look Let's go back to the game. Yeah, yeah, sorry, so I interrupted Jordan, you. Jordan, are you? Fantastic a fruit well, ball from Eze, and, and what, a, what a great snapshot. Elise. Probably took the Elise keeper from. Was it Elise? Was it? I pretty thought it was sure Eze. Okay. Pretty pretty sure I thought it was Eze. Um, I'm pretty sure I was right, actually. Well. I don't, I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust BT. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was the quickness of the sh- quickness. Is that a word? No. <laughs> it was the snapshot, the speed of the shot. Um, which I think be- beat Fabianski the fact that he wasn't expecting obviously he got, got there before the, the defender could put his foot in as well and um, took his shirt off in celebration and, and uh, the Jordan Ayew chance started and uh, he, he get booked? he would have done yeah I'd imagine we'd have done I didn't, I didn't see it I was too busy going absolutely mental but, uh, <laughs> but yeah it was, you uh, love a Jordan Ayew guy I do love a Jordan Ayew guy I love Jordan Ayew but um, go on you're going to tell me if you got booked or not he got booked yeah okay. but yeah he was what's the word I'm looking for 
imperious throughout the game. He was fantastic. You know, he was he won every foul. He was determined. He ran himself into the ground as always. He was outstanding today, and, and you know, I'm pleased he got his goal uh, to top off that performance. Well, he, I mean, it started, started off, didn't off. It? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, as as always, his work rate is absolutely yeah. immense. And there was a moment actually that we you need to see back. Hopefully, when you can watch the game back, you went to the toilet, didn't you, at one point? Where he it was in the second half. Was that Guinness? He, I don't know, but he, yeah, you, you needed a break. He um, he ran into the West Ham half towards the, the White Horse. And I was, it was second half, second half, sorry. And um, yeah, he, he was just like, he got as far as he could have got. He looked around, there was no one there with him. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do? So he sort of turns with his back to goal and like, come on, foul me, foul me, foul me. And they do, they do. It's it's, it's, it's brilliant. so, so clever what he does. He's the master of drawing fouls. Well, also towards the end of the game as well, I think it was about eight minutes to go on the clock of normal time. And, you know, we were clearly under the cosh. They were lumping it long. And, you know, it it was a case of, are they going to get one before the end and make make it a miserable day for us? But... He, he he was so so good in staying down and slowing the game down. And he's so it's such an intelligent player. Um, I said to you earlier, didn't I? How much does that front four cost when it was Wilf, Elise, Eze, and Ayu? And I didn't really calculate. It was about twenty million pounds, maybe less like that. than that. Yeah, like that. Which for four players in the Premier League, with the contributions they make, is madness. Mm. Absolute madness. So, yeah, hats off to Dougie and the crew. Just talk about the third goal, bro. Right, third goal, third goal. So Palace are uh, a level by this point, and rightly so. Third goal is a Wilf goal. Well, second Palace goal. It was, yeah. So if I remember correctly, it was Elise down the outside, crossed into AU, touched onto Wilf at the back post, who was pretty much unmarked, uh, which he was, which, which most Palace players were unmarked in, in, that, in that West Ham. But the whole of the game was, thanks to this zonal marking, whatever the hell is that they're what doing. it was? You t- I, I, I think so. a few times during the game, didn't you, about what were they doing? I'm not quite sure myself. <laughs> Had a hell of a lot of space, that's for sure. Though anyway, and um, yeah, look, back in back in the starting lineup and back with a goal, and uh, the bionic man returns to uh, to oh, get looked, the score sheet again. He looked good, didn't he? He looked really good. He I chased mean, everything down, didn't he? As well, he got a knock, didn't he? I think you you were thinking he was going to come off about sixty minutes. It yeah. was when he only got a knock, but and I, I thought they might take him off, but they didn't just then. And um, yeah, he was fantastic today. And, I just hope they can sort this contract out because um, he's, you know. No, I don't think he's going to Yeah, well, I, we'll, I, don't, we'll I don't think we're going to have the fairy tale ending, but um, yeah, look, good for him to get in the score sheet today to make yep. it 2 uh, 1. 2 1. And then my favourite goal, the third goal, the sloppy goal. You know what? When Jeffrey Stark bears down on goal, I always think he's going to score because he's, he's that good a finisher. He really is. Like, there's never a doubt in my mind that he's going to hit the back of the net. And, you know, he had so much time. Which again, thanks to West Ham's poor defending and the space that they gave him, he had so much time to pick his pick, pick his corner and slot it under the keeper before he could come rushing out. And yeah, that that's that's sort of Palace. What a turnaround at that point! I think we're only twenty five minutes in at that point, and, and well, Palace are sort of like two was, and up, aren't they? It was my favourite goal because it was half an hour in. It was my favourite goal because the way he robbed him, he just absolutely pinched the defender's back pocket and sort of you know it's that it's that drive and tenacity to get after the ball that you know made a difference there and you know you go from being 2-1 up to 3-1 up yeah. because Schloppy's chasing down the ball and yeah. making a tackle and then five minutes later Antonio scores and we're thinking bloody hell what's going on I don't actually remember that goal uh, was it it was another corner obviously um, was it, it was at the back post wasn't it a header maybe I think the back post so I'm pretty sure it came across everyone and I, yeah. I thought it was going to be a foul on the keeper because I think Sam Johnson well, he got caught up in the melee of players, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Antonio does what he does best, right? And, and sticks the ball away. He's such a good player. And he was, 
I'm surprised they took him off and they did actually. I thought they would have kept him on to kind of push for the equaliser. He was the, he was the main threat, wasn't he? I yeah, think by it, far. He, he, him and Anderson had a good little battle. Yeah. There was one point where Anderson chucked him to the floor in frustration, but I think yeah, he's the sort of player that I I quite like at Palace. You know, he's strong, he's he's dominant, he always causes defenders problems. He's he's everything you want John Philip Mateta to be. Yeah, he's John Philip Mateta times ten, isn't he? In terms of quality. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a top, top player. I, I think him and Declan Rice in that team. I, like, I also like Alan Cresswell. I think he's a good player. I know he's getting a bit older now, but I think he's a really good player. But Rice today, I said to you a few times, didn't I, brother? He was head and shoulders. About, he, he was unbelievable. Even just the simple things when he turned and just made space for himself and, and sprayed the ball around. He was, you know, their linchpin in that in that, in that and, and I think there's a couple of times I saw him getting quite frustrated, and I'd be very surprised if he's still at West Ham next season. Yeah, you got to think that, you know, the big four clubs coming in for him, would they stay up or not? Yeah. Um, and I think he certainly deserves that opportunity whether he decides to take it or not. So the rice worth? I don't know. That's uh, that's another question, isn't it? England international. I mean, you're probably thinking sort of 60 million. to 70 million, aren't yeah, you? That's, yeah. that's crazy. If, if What did Greedish go for? 90? I don't know. Something, something, something. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah a big well, there number. You go. There you go. A big number. Right, so that's what? 3 2, and that's yeah. half time. And then we're thinking, come on, Palace, come out second half and, and finish it off. And we, well, it took us sort of 20 minutes or so, but we did. It was at the other end, so we can't comment on the penalty or anything. There was a bit of a delay, wasn't there, on the VAR decision. I must admit, yeah, it wasn't the other end, but as soon as I saw it, I saw the leg go out and him go down. I thought that was a penalty. Even even from, our, even from our vantage point, I thought, that's yeah, that's a penalty. That's, that's a penalty. So far away, it's difficult to see, but you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, kerfuffle with the VAR. And you always think, time. yeah. You always think that the longer it goes, the more likely it is to return, don't mm-hmm. you? But no, it, it wasn't. And then there was a whole sort of situation where Wilf picked up the ball. I think mm. from again, we're looking at the other end of the pitch, but Wilf gave it to Eze, which I don't know if that was the injury or he just felt he would deserved it. But it was his first Premier League penalty for Palace. That was was it. I mean, look, he always. I mean, I saw from the highlights package when he when he signed for Palace that he was QPR's. Um, taker and had that sort of technique where he'd slowly stroll up to the ball and I think he did it well today as well you know waiting for the keeper to choose his side and then literally just swiped at the other end um, yeah good penalty I don't quite know what the delay was obviously we'll find out on match of the day later tonight hopefully Palliser first of match of the day Brighton don't keep scoring against no, Wolves we're not going to be mate are we do you think after, after 5-0 I'd hope so I'd hope so who was in goal terms was it Fabianski yeah. for them yeah I was trying to think of a save he made because we were pretty clinical today. You're probably right. I don't know. I, how many, I, don't, I don't. I don't know how many shots we had on target, but um, I'm sure you, Mr. Sato, can uh, can bring up how many shots we had on target. Shots on target. I think we were pretty good against. I think there's 16 or so against. Really? I'm making. I'm making. Well, no, not on target. Sorry, I'm making it up in terms of number of shots. But 16 shots, six on target. There six you go. on target. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't remember him making any outstanding saves. I thought Sam. Uh, conversely, Sam Johnson at the other end was very good today. Um, despite conceding three goals, you know, I think that he was, you know, it was a couple of times when he came and punched. First half, it was a really good yeah. save, yeah. From distance, it was a really good save in the first half. Second half, I don't know, it was a game of corners, wasn't it? It was one of those ones where West Ham, clearly very good in the box, they load the box. Um, we don't do zonal markings, so we were picking him up, but I don't know, Palace need to do post more on those corners today. We'll also post more on our own corners as well, because we seem to have this thing of trying to go short as well, yeah. it? it's kind of lost the momentum a little bit, and then the second delivery was never really that good. Um, maybe that's because this season, you know, sometimes the, the first delivery hasn't been that good, and we failed to beat the first man, so maybe they were trying something different. 
Jesus Christ, Brighton are 6 0 up. Right, that's first match of the day. <laughs> that's first match of the day. We're Fair not enough. first, but seven goal thriller. Well, they might get seven themselves at this rate. Goodness me. Yeah, well, we're, we're, well, clearly we softened the balls up in uh, midweek. Do you reckon we pre- prepared yeah. them for them? Well, it's yeah. good job Wolves beat us because otherwise they'd be struggling. But... Yeah, you're welcome, Brighton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, and then typical Palace, as you would expect, you know, after the penalty, we, we give them a goal. Um, I think it was 72 minutes or so it makes it very nervous enter the game isn't it very ner- nervous I thought it was like 20 minutes or so I think West Ham only got going in the last sort of 10 minutes mm. including the sort of what 7 minutes he added on at the end or maybe it turned out to 9 minutes didn't it after all the faffing around I didn't I didn't really understand what happened with that goal actually because it, obviously it was another corner the ball flicked up didn't it and then kind of looped over everyone it looked like Schlappi especially was, was calling for a foul from, from what I saw because um, there was a lot of bodies sort of bumbling into each other and I think the gentleman who gave away the penalty actually scored it I think was, who was his name? Agward 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 well, yeah. I think he, he's, the one, he's the one that fouled um, Eze for the penalty so um, yeah obviously he, he obviously felt he'd make a bit of amends there but VAR looked at that one as well for a short period of time um, although Declan Rice seemed to know before anyone else that the goal had been given because he ran off to the away fans celebrating um, and wanted to get the game underway again but look I think for Palace yeah disappointing obviously to can see three goals from three set pieces and that's something that they, I'm sure they will work on in yeah. training because look we're up against Tottenham next weekend well, whilst you know they're not particularly playing very well at the moment um, they're, they're undoubtedly a better side than West Ham, um, and they will look to exploit their weaknesses for Palace. What's what's good though, Bob? It's pretty much done now, isn't it? Yeah, forty right. points is done. I mean, there's there's no way. I think mathematically, forty five gets you there. Right. But like I said to you before, that that's needing Leicester or whoever to, to win every single game, us for lose every single game, and I, I, it's, it's not going to happen. So yeah, look, Palace are safe. I think 35, 36 points will do it this season. Palace are safe. I mean, until we're mathematically safe, I don't think Roy will sort of mess around too much and blood the kids or whatever. But um, I think now we can sort of go into the next few games with relative ease and, and yeah. think, you know, that you know we can perhaps enjoy those games a bit more instead of having that sort of anxious energy uh, pre-match. Yeah, I and mean, we said today, didn't we? The next home game, we're not we're not able to go to the away games, uh, next couple of away games. But the next home game will be our last game of the season, won't it? So, you know. We'll have to say goodbye to Roy then. Mate, we could do the pod in America. So we're going, we're, we'll be in America for the final game, won't we? So that'll be a, a good one to go to. But um, 10.30 yeah. in the morning in the, in the pub, <laughs> enjoying that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's one of those ones where I, I think it is nice that it's done. It's nice that it's nothing to worry about. It's job done for Roy and Ray. Yeah. And hats off to them for, for doing so. Yeah, certainly. You know, we always said that they were safe their hands and we had a confidence that they could do the job and, and they've done it. Um, and they've done it with some, some flair as well and some style and, and got Palace playing this attacking, free-flowing football, which we always hoped Palace could play. You know, sometimes we saw last season on the Vieira. But they've, um, well, I would say, they've, they've sort of installed some sort of defensive solidity. But we've considered three goals today. But, look, three points, 40 points, happy days. Um, we're in the sun. Few Guinnesses, had a curry. Everything's coming up roses, mate. Everything's coming up red and blue. You're happy. You're happy. Good. Good. Well, uh, um, yeah. Good day for Palace. We don't really have a, a seven-goal thriller at Palace where we end up uh, a winner often. So it's uh, maybe our listeners can tell us that the the last four three at Sellers that, that Palace won. If you can tell us the last four three, first one gets a Kev pair of six-pointer podcast pants. You're making these, are you? 
you are you're you're, you're in charge of the merch i'll just set you up for one Good, right thanks. as always at six point podcast on instagram and twitter um thanks for uh listening thanks for uh staying with us and thanks for your support and um as always up the palace the six pointer podcast Oh, 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 oh,